0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz, and it is schedule release day. See, I'm wearing my dress flannel. Adam's wearing his dress hoodie. It's a special occasion. Here we are. We're talking schedule release. Adam, I'm fired up. I bet you are. And I'm fired up for you being fired up. That sounds great for you. (laughs) You can really support my. Uh, fired up this and maybe yep. someone who can support my fired up this even more is our good buddy, Clinton Bonner. Clinton. Welcome on.
1: What's up, fellas? I am fired up. I'm coming in hot for a little league uh, softball game where I was doing the PA announcing and just, you know, rambling, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, grabbing a beer. And I'm ready to see what, what our schedule's all like, fellas. What do we got? What's cooking?
0: Well, we are, we we're still awaiting all of the releases of the schedule, Boo. but we but Boo. we do have three games to talk about. Three games announced ahead of the official release time of five o'clock Pacific. And gentlemen, the first game on this list: the Seahawks oh. Week One Monday Night Football. They are going up against the Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos, and it's going to be at home in Lumen Field.
2: Yeah. So. I, both you guys know, and I'm sure all the listeners know that I don't get too fired up about the schedule one way or the other. I think it's you play who you play when you play them. There's going to be a zillion variables and all that. But with that said, this is one of the first times where the schedules come out or at least this first week matchup. And I've been like, Catfish. you the league, right? You like for reals. That is, doesn't it feel like a massive F you? Like them doing this. You on think it week feels one. that way? Oh, big time!
1: I do. I, I think it's the trolliest troll dr- job of trolling. I think it's. I feel it's the NFL trolling on Seattle with this one. I really do. It's just I, I you know, and I took that personally. Let's put, put it that way, man. <laughs> I, I I I didn't know that was happening. I just walked into it, and my my mouth was agape. I'm like, really, really? That's how you're gonna do us? Yeah. Uh, that's how it feels.
0: I love this so much, though. of Of all the <laughs> weeks that I would prefer to face Russ, it Not would be week, week one at right. home. No, absolutely, one hundred percent disagree. Absolutely,
2: one hundred percent disagree. That is the last time I'd want to face Russ.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Let me count. Let me count the ways. All right. So let's just say from a fan perspective here. From a fan perspective, um, you couldn't give me three, four weeks of seeing highlights of Russ and like. You know, catching you know a quarter of him playing for the Broncos and just you know kind of digest seeing him in the new uniform and in all of that and kind of accept this new reality now that it's like genuinely upon us right at the beginning of the season and all that. I, I, I would have appreciated that, um, because it does, it's a giant gut punch that week one out of the gate, he's going to come trotting out onto our field in that uni. Like, that is such an emotional FU. Secondly, the idea of facing Russ early in the season, especially, like, think back to week one last year. That might have been the best offensive showing we had the entire year against the Colts. Russ traditionally starts really hot, really early. So, if the league really wants to make sure Russ works and to really stick it to Seattle and show everybody that, uh oh, Pete Carroll's uh, philosophy of playing offense is outdated and everything, Sure. Put him out there week one against Seattle in Seattle. You and on top of that, with a team with so much turnover that we have this year, like having I would have loved to seen Russ like week eleven. You know, have a few weeks to get things kind of put together, uh, find your way that you're going to play that year, and have a style about you, and then also start to hit Russ when the wheels start to come off. So. Yeah, this feels
0: like an enormous F you. No, I this is it. this is great because it's a rookie coach <laughs> going on the road with a brand new quarterback for the first time. Now, they're going to have the preseason to try and get things together, but personally, I I would rather face this week 1 and I I don't think you're going to be able to talk me out of it. Now, I can understand it from the league's perspective and why you might feel that way in terms of taking it personally. But <laughs> It's good marketing for them, for one, to have Russell Wilson going to face his former team in the very first week of the season on the first night of Monday Night Football. You got Troy Aikman, Joe Buck doing Monday Night Football for the first time. And I mean, if that doesn't give you a reason to want to be there at the game, just so you don't have to listen to Troy and (laughs) Joe on your television, I, I think we can just pile in so many Seahawks fans at this game, make all kinds of noise and just make this game Hell for Russ. I I like it.
1: I may, Maybe. I, I, I don't. I still don't like it. Uh, and I think, you know, maybe the rip the bandaid off type thing is that that's where I thought you were going to go. Um, no, I, I still hate it. And I think it's just going to be, number one, it's like, it's I, I, I think our team's going to take a couple of weeks to get going. It's going to be like the uh, when the roadrunner is kind of just moving, but they're not really moving yet. I don't expect our team to come out from Jump Street and be like just prime time ready this year because of all the factors. I think this is going to be a Pete Carroll team. What? Well, you know, we turn the second half of the season and we're somehow hanging into things potentially. Like we we got you know we got a a line of sight to, to maybe do something this year. Maybe I don't see it week one. So that that's another reason I hate this, right? Um, and I, I definitely think it's just I just going I can't get rid of the idea that this is just the the NFL's way of making, making, you know, coach Carroll and team look bad. Also, are they doing the double dip Monday night game? Is this the late Monday night game? Are we getting that this year or is this a regular When's What's the start time?
0: I I don't think we have all of the Monday night schedule yet. So until it releases here in about three or four minutes, uh, we, we won't know for sure, but, uh, oh, right. Right. Okay. Do you, so we Nathan don't know Santo what Santo of is. the Seahawks nest checking in gentlemen, what up, dude? the hose yeah. the hose will be unleashed. Do you not have faith in the hose of drew lock in week one? Well, like
2: I said, on the last podcast, I have about a 30% amount of faith in drew lock, like really becoming the answer quarterback. And again, a significant chance. It just seems more unlikely than, uh, likely and. The other thing that I don't like about this, the Week One, you know, showdown with Russ is, you know, Pete Carroll teams generally start slower, and so you get you get Russ at usually his hottest time with the Broncos at full strength, and
0: you get Pete in. Wait, you know, that, the ha, ha, That what you just said is completely contradictory. Pete Carroll no, tends to start, start slow, but Russell Wilson gets out fast. Russell Wilson has played for Pete Carroll all of these years of his entire career. So those two statements cannot go together.
2: Okay, Brandon. Then I guess I have to hit you with some history. I don't think Pete Carroll has lost a week on one matchup forgot, in
0: the NFL ever. You have forgotten what how
2: the Seahawks have played at the beginning of the last two seasons where Russ has been hot and the defense has been crap. That's how it's happened the last two years. And you can't deny it. Those are facts and they're indisputable. The last two years, yeah.
1: Uh, I do want to ask, though, did I see something come across the wire today that Jerry Judy got into some hot water? Was that I saw those pranks everywhere and I was out and about last like three hours of my life. But did Judy get in some uh, legal
0: legalese? He was he he was arrested by the county police there. And there's not a whole lot of information, but it was a domestic violence related issue.
1: Okay, I'm not I'm not going to, you know, uh, hope for. Any anything except for the fact that, you know, we talk about full strength. I, I, let's hope that Judy, whatever, don't, don't be there week one, take, take the week off one way or the other. But, uh, but you know, Nathan does have a, a point that drew Locke is, you know, that the, the eggplant himself will be motivated in some ways. Right. And no offense, I could probably come around to this and I'm sure I'll get fired up for it, but my gut was my gut. I was, I was with Adam. This is, this is uh, this has been being done dirty
0: by the NFL. This Man, is I, the that's best way to that. start out the season. You you get the win at week one, and then <laughs> you you start the Broncos on their 0-17 uh, let's-ride curse type schedule. We get to kick off the let's-ride curse in Seattle. I'd have rather played them in week 11, like I said, with
2: uh, the ability to knock them out of the playoffs early because the let's-ride curse has been kicking their ass all the beginning of the season too.
1: Nice. Well, hey, it's, hey, it is the is cast now. So there's nothing, it's like when you get the first round pick, it's like, all right, that's our guy, right? So, Mm -hmm. so away we go. We can, we can get fired up about this, um, about this game, but man, oh man, I hope I'm, I'm on the East coast. I already heard they're doing two Monday night football games on the second week that got leaked. Right. And then, and that kind of staggered. So it's the NFL. They ain't dumb. Like you said, they're good at marketing. This is a smart marketing play. I can almost guarantee you this is the late, the late, late show. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, it is the
0: 5-15 Pacific. So, that would make it 8-15 oh, start oh, time East Coast. So,
1: all right. Yeah, there, all right.
0: there we have it up there. And then week two, the Seahawks go on the road for the first time and they take on the division rival San Francisco 49ers. We may not know who's playing quarterback for the Seahawks by week two, and that would go for the 49ers as well. But we know who's going
2: to be playing quarterback. It will be Trey Lance. It's just that he might still be struggling mightily. Uh, in fact, I'd bet on it. This could be a great get-right get game after having Russ come in and you know, because you know he's going to be fired up for that game. Yeah, and everything. I feel like
0: you're chalking up this to, as a loss for the Seahawks.
2: You better start chalking up a bunch of weeks as losses this year. Get, get used to it, dude. <laughs> like this is this is the this is the way. This is what we're doing.
1: I don't know. I, I'm I'm so torn. I, I I am, you know, I'm the perpetual optimist. I'm the one putting the, the Levi Lewis uh, clips up on, on the Facebook ring of honor, right? Um, but I do like playing the Niners early because I think they're in some tumult, right? I don't think, will the Debo Samuel thing be solved by then? Uh, will he be out of town? Will he be traded? Who the heck's playing quarterback? That's a team where I don't mind at all playing them early. I just don't feel like they're going to be in a groove quite yet either. So I'm okay with that.
0: All right. Well, we do have the schedule released now that the top of the hour has hit. And nice. so why don't we just scroll through this real quick and just to see if anything jumps out at us. They are back at home against the Atlanta Falcons for week three. Nice. On the road, in Detroit. So we're already bouncing back and forth across the country a little bit. Away at New Orleans. Week six. And let's see, that is oh, so back to back 10 a.m. Pacific start times. Week six, Arizona Cardinals at home, then on the road against the Chargers. Week eight, at home against the Giants, back on the road against the Cardinals. Okay, so we do get one DeAndre Hopkins suspension game at home against the mm. Cardinals. So there we yes. go. And the, the NFL at least gave us one. Then the Germany game, which is... it. It doesn't say at Tampa Bay, but that is a Tampa Bay home game technically. But uh, I know Germany's going to help us sell out that game uh, for mostly Seahawks fans. It'll be a de facto home game for Seattle. Week 11 bye. Uh it was fun. I don't know if you guys saw the video of uh, they had Will Disley spreading the rumors around the facility that there was going to be no buy post the Germany game. That was kind of fun. If you want to check that out <laughs> after the bye, we get the Raiders. So it's a home game. And then on the road, L.A. for Week 13. Week 14, Carolina Panthers at home. At home against the 49ers, so back-to-back home games there in December. Ooh, and then on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, Week 16, Christmas Eve. And then we have a uh, New Year's Day game against the New York Jets. Wait, what is this Week 18 Oh, they don't have an actual an actual time yet no, for this. I'm
2: sure they're leaving it in case of flexing the game.
0: Sure. But usually they actually put a date and time in and then later flex it. So kind of interesting. Well, I guess
2: they're being more upfront this time. They probably should have just put next to the week one. We're trying to screw you early. <laughs> and then uh, been honest about that too. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's the schedule in at this point in time with, uh, every, assuming all the teams are relatively healthy throughout the season. Looks like the first half of the schedule a little more fa- favorable than the second half.
1: Yeah, first half feels a little lighter for sure. Uh, and these are teams that Atlanta. I don't think is going be, to be very good this year. That 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 roster just doesn't make a lot of sense right now. But Detroit's getting better, right? That's a better team. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of team like I see the Jets in Week 17, and I'm like, ooh, I'd rather play them earlier because I think they can be a lot better. But the same, but but we're also playing Detroit. It's like the same type of thing where it's like Detroit should be better. So getting them kind of early that that weighs in our favor a little bit um the the end gauntlet there with at kc and then the jets who might be playing for something this year and then the rams that ain't that ain't easy uh i I said the only kind of saving grace might be that week 18 game let's let's say hey maybe 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 we're on the verge of of 10 wins maybe and getting into the playoffs it is possible right um at that point the rams might have this thing the division wrapped up, their seed wrapped up. I know it's a lot to you know project, but that's that's not certainly a, a probably a fairly strong possibility that that week 18 game doesn't matter for one of those teams or maybe both those teams. And that that might be in our favor.
0: Well, jumping back and just looking at the maybe the the tougher points of the schedule, back to back road games, but it's against the Lions and Saints. So uh, I guess if you have back to back road games, uh, those are two teams that you wouldn't mind facing early on. Last few years, we've been even better on the road than at home for the most part. So yeah. there's that to take into
2: account as well. I, I look at those first four weeks and I go, mm, part two and two. Which would be awesome, right? Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be sad about that. No, we'd be in it. I feel like kind of looking at this schedule by the time we're done with Germany, like we'll be thinking, man, if we can just get three of the next, you know, five, like we might be able to make it and then. Don't come close.
0: Well, two and two is awfully optimistic for a four win football team to to get two wins right out of the gates with everybody predicting us to for four or five wins. That's uh, it's very optimistic. Yeah.
2: Well, again, uh, people who forget their history who make that prediction because Pete Carroll has never won less than seven games since he's been the head coach of the Seahawks.
0: It's, it's just that's true. I, I don't know if that automatically makes the floor uh, seven wins for the Seahawks, but uh, we can, we can think that way. I, I think it does.
1: I, I don't know. Overall, i, I just the, the, the blush at this. I I think it's pretty, pretty good. Like, just feels okay. Who knows how things are going to, you know, going to ebb and flow throughout the year. But I also look at our division. Our division did not get better. It is not the AFC West. In my opinion, Cardinals got worse. Niners are, are in. I don't think the Niners are better. Rams, maybe, maybe. I mean, obviously they won the Super Bowl, so whatever. But, I, I don't think they got better, I, you know, losing Whitworth and and, and losing OBJ and, and other, other players. Um, we shall see. They've been able to, to retool, obviously. And I don't think they... Did Von Miller walk also after the year? Is he also gone now?
0: He's in Buffalo now.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right. He went to Buffalo. So, you know, I think the division took a step back as a whole, and that includes us. So, okay, that, that might that might put a win or two in our column. So, I'm bullish, boys. Any idea what the, what's the Vegas, does somebody out there, anybody watching, um, what's the Vegas line for over under for what's Vegas saying? My guess is that they're setting it at five and a half. That's my guess. That
0: would be a decent guess. Yeah. Let's see if the chat weighs in on too. that. I, I am curious now that Ryan posted this. I I don't think I, I called out any of the primetime games as I went through. Oh, yeah. So, let's do that too. Good call. Uh, we, we did have the Monday night game to start with. It's the only primetime game in the first half of the schedule. You know the one thing about having a game in Germany, with it being a six thirty start time for Seattle fans, like you have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning just to to start getting ready for a game to watch at six thirty. Man, oh everybody man. in Germany just had a collective.
2: Are you serious right now with this? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah,
0: that they're staying, the ones staying, staying up, until, up until, two. until two in the morning watching watching the Seahawks.
2: Exactly. I uh, no whining allowed on that one. Nobody cares, Brandon. Nobody cares. I
0: I can guarantee you, there's some Seattle fans who absolutely care about that.
2: Oh, I do. I I think mornings are aptly titled. They're a state of morning. Like I can't stand early mornings. Like they're they're awful. But I I'll be up. I'm going to be doing it. Well, that one's
1: so close to the to the end of the night that you can maybe just ride, you know, maybe you can just let's ride right through it there, Adam. There you, you know, just just carry carry the day, right?
2: I don't know. I mean, we'll see how my sleep schedule is in Germany when I get there. So
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, there we have it. Five and a half. All right. Five and a half.
2: I I'm with Nathan, what he said earlier as well, you know, like the schedule's not so bad. It's nice no. being the having the fourth place schedule. I mean, it it's kind of helpful. Um And yeah, this team will be perfectly I there's no doubt about it. But to your point about the division, Clinton, I think you're spot on there because you think about the Cardinals. I mean, that's a franchise that's in a lot of turmoil right now. I mean, they're not going to give Kyler money before this season. I don't think it's going to happen. And if he's not happy and D hop is suspended for six games and all of that drama that's going to come with that, I think that's going to be difficult for them. And I'm not sure Kingsbury is a strong leader to kind of pull them through that. Then if the Niners hold the form. They'll uh, they'll have a big step back here this year, probably a zillion injuries and, you know, win four games like they do after they have a successful year. They'll do that for two, three years. So there's a real chance that the Seahawks could be in second place in this division at the end of this year.
0: Looking down the schedule, we see week 15 is the Thursday night matchup with the San Francisco 49ers.
1: That's a, you know, an annual at this point that we either get, you know, in the best years, that was like a Sunday night game. Right. And there was some classics. Um, All good. I'm actually looking a little more forward to Thursday night. Thursday night football in the last like two and a half years or so, maybe three, has become a lot better. Uh, You know, just more competitive game, just just a, a better watch. It was like the London Games for a couple of years there. Like every game was dreadful, dreadfully bad for a couple of years. They stepped that up. They got a better crew this year as well, so that'll be kind of fun. And the rumor the rumor is that uh Sherman is going to be joining that bro- that broadcast, right? That's the the hot rumor that he'll be on the Amazon broadcast. So that's kind of I mean, actually that that alone Sherman on a Seahawks Niners Thursday night game. Ooh.
0: That's, that's a good watch. I, I do like that. Yeah. And so th- as it looks, as it stands right now, the only two primetime games would be the, the week one opener and the week 15 Thursday night game. No other Sunday night games. No Sunday night games on the schedule. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Week 18 against the Rams when we're playing for the division title.
2: It's possible. I mean, it, it is in range. Uh, it's not that, uh, you know, it's completely uh, ludicrous to think that. But I mean, realistically speaking, I mean, again, I, I kind of uh, hover around that seven win uh, total. That seems to be just about right to me this
0: year. And we'd be just fine with it. So you're taking the over. You're taking the over five and a half.
1: Yeah yeah I like I like that over at this point I think I think we scrapped together at least six wins and and that'll win that bet, right? um even if we went six and eleven right it's 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 a po- it's a possibility with with some high probability there that we're in that range. um okay, do you think we get blown out a lot with this team or do you think we lose you know we lose some clip we lose twenty three twenty one like we're ju- we just can't get over the hump a couple of times kind of the geno games last year, right? Do you think we do a lot of that and we're just like hemming and hawing and, you know, the the what ifs of what could have happened? Or do you think we are in a cruising for a bruising where we we have some like 40 to 10 wallops coming our
2: way? I think there'll be two mollywampins in there. I do. But I think the vast majority of the games are going to be relatively tight if and only if Penny and Walker and possibly even Carson Uh, have that run game really clicking throughout the year. If they're able to run the ball effectively and consistently, then there's going to be a lot of really close games because I think that helps out the defense a ton. And with this transition, I'm hoping the defense would be a little better on top of that. But running the football is going to make a big difference on that. Balancing out the time of possession thing that we suffered from last year would be a huge step forward. And if they can do that, they're going to be in a lot of games.
0: It's going to be tough, though, to overcome those close games without, I just, I don't see either Gino or Drew being, you know, the comeback capable type quarterbacks that are routinely like we're so used to when Russ has the ball with two minutes left to go. And it hasn't been that way in these last couple seasons, but it, uh, you know, it's so many other times where you just got used to that, that, okay, it, it's Russ's time. Now he has the ball. We're going to go out and we're going to win this game. I know they'll get a couple of those. I just don't know if they can get enough to well, like I said, if we're if we're shooting for a seven win season, then that probably works out correctly.
2: Well, if you look at the schedule, like think about some of the quarterbacks that you're gonna be up against in terms of clutchiness factor and trying to, you know, win those close games. I mean, whether you're talking about Trey Lance or Sam Darnold or uh Marcus Mariota, uh I mean, geez Louise, you kind of go down the list there, Jared Goff, like. I mean, do you really believe in those guys oh, so much more than Drew Locke or Geno Smith? Not really, uh, to me.
1: No, no. I mean, the Daniel Joneses are on there too. There's there's plenty of... And I think that's when, when we look at this, this schedule, it's just not... We had it last year too. That's why last year was so disappointing that we couldn't salvage some of the Geno games besides the Rams game. Like, we should have won some of those. We were going against bad quarterbacks and we just couldn't pull it off. But yeah, this is... You know, Herbert, right there on the screen. He's the best quarterback on that screen by a long shot. I don't think Murray is a uh, definitely not top eight. I, I, I would argue he's he's a half a bad season away from from really losing his path that he was on. Um, we're not facing that many top flight quarterbacks. So, with the and Nathan said it, with the style we play. Uh, and by the way, when you guys said. Or whoever it was it was like that was like walker penny and may, maybe a healthy Carson. I had some dramatic visions of uh, of King Ghidorah, you know, the the three-headed dragon from Godzilla fame, right? Um so man, if we had, I mean, if Carson can, I love Carson, you guys know that. If he could be healthy and we could just pound the friggin' rock with those three dudes in our new offensive line, we'll stay in a lot of games the way we play football. And and that that alone will be like okay you go six and 11 you cover your five and a half bets you cash in on that but week by week by week we could be these kind of heart attack kids which yes you want to win but you also you know it's sports you want to be entertained this sets up to be a very i think entertaining schedule where we're going to be in a lot of these games and i don't know man like freaking let's go i'm i'm uh, again, let's get past week one. I don't like <laughs> I don't like week one, but the rest of this schedule, I'm pretty uh, I can't
0: believe I'm the only one that likes week one. But I, I felt like we did come to maybe a somewhat consensus on the two and two for the first quarter of the schedule. Those first four games. When you look at what's up on the screen here with week five through week eight, what do you think? And one and three, two and two, are you going three and one? What what's the consensus for for this quarter?
2: I think there's, I would probably say one and three, but there's a solid chance at two and two only because I'm not sure that I worry about the saints a ton. I mean, if Winston really is the starting quarterback at that point in the season, I mean, I, I think that he's probably more likely late in the game to throw that, oh no, pass uh, than either Drew Locke or Gino who have it in them. They definitely do. But Winston's on another level with that stuff. So, you know, if he's in there, then I could see a late mistake and possibly taking that one. Um, the Cardinals always seem to beat us at home. I don't know why. Um, and then the Chargers, I think, are super talented this year. They could easily win the AFC West this year. I mean, it's And the Chargers be, have
0: are the Seahawks number for whatever reason, too. Now, maybe yeah. that was all Phillip Rivers, but maybe it's a, a Chargers thing.
2: Right. And nobody knows what the freaking Giants are doing. I mean... Maybe Day Bowl has a, a huge turnaround there and starts getting the best out of Jones and and Saquon and, you know, all those quote unquote weapons that people seem to think that they have. Um, but I'm skeptical.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, four and four-ish uh, after, after these eight games. And man, oh man, that's, thinking back at some of the, char- the Chargers games, they would just whoop us. Like they weren't close a couple of times. And it'd be like always, in, most times like in Seattle. And Rivers would just roll in, in our good years, and just beat the pants off of us. Like, just move up and down the field and make us look stupid. So, I don't know if it's a Chargers thing. Now they left the the way, way better city of San Diego. No offense to the LA folks out there, but yeah, come on. San Diego is way, way cooler. And uh, and maybe they've maybe they've lost a l- little bit of that mojo. But, but Herbert is, by far, I think, the best quarterback on this sheet
2: right now. Clinton said with all due respect to the LA people out there. I mean, all the LA people that are Seahawks fans. Sure. all due respect for the, for the rest of them. Yeah. No respect for all those people in LA, LA,
1: gonna, yeah. LA. Yeah. I'm not, not a huge fan. There's a lot of, a lot of great cities in, in this country. LA is not on my list. Let's put it that way.
0: Thanks to Barry for coming in with the super chat. If drew is starting, that means he beat out Gino and Gino can get six minimum wins. I feel oddly optimistic. If the offense can develop a chemistry between the quarterback and wide receiver, with the line doing its job, again, I I think Adam is on to something with the seven-win floor. I think that that is maybe with with Geno at quarterback. But I'd say the
2: floor is like four. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying it's most likely that it's going to be about seven. That'd be my prediction.
1: I just look at some of these teams that we're playing, man. Like we have a lot. I I, I know we have a quarterback conundrum. And we haven't had that in a decade. That's fine and fair and, and all of that. Now, I also, I'm not dumb. I realize we don't have a legendary uh, defensive squad right here. This is not the 2013 Seahawks. With that though, Russ's stats in 2013 were, what was it? 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 3,600 or so yards throwing the ball, like around there, right? He was a, and of course he was really good and he was growing into who he was, perfectly cromulent for year number two there. And, and we we got the chip. But the point is, could a Drew Locke do, could a Drew Locke, could Drew Locke do that? Why not? Why can't he do that? Why can't he be a little better than that? He probably can be.
2: Well, if the defense, if we're talking about that in comparison to 13, you're like, I know it's not the young Legion of Boom and all that stuff and everything. And sure, I mean, that's what we know right now. But you think back to 2012, like as they were trying to build those those pieces, it felt like, there were some of those young pieces there by the end of that season. You were like, Oh, wait a second, this is a yes. defense on the come up. And I feel like that's how we're gonna look at this defense at the end of this season. Specifically, and I think this is kind of the crux of whether or not it goes successfully this year. If they hit on Mafe and if they hit on Nuosu to pair that with Taylor, and you have three bona fide pass rushers that can disrupt the quarterback. I really think you know, Trey Brown and Kobe Bryant and uh, you know, all those guys, they can play well in the secondary in, especially with our safety tandem, of course. And th- this could end up being a tough defense. Imagine if they unleash Adams a little bit in the you know, pass rush. Once again,
1: I'm, I'm banking on that, by the way, that, that aspect of, okay. Year one with Adams, he does what he does. And he just, and the, it wasn't just the sacks. It was also like racking up tackles for losses because he's around the line of scrimmage. And then they just kind of to say, okay, well that worked all too well. Let's never do that again. Year two, and that that just didn't it didn't sit right. And I realized it, it seemed to me like they kind of went into a bit of a, a defensive shell with him. They're like, okay, we don't want to get burnt deep. Well, you know what? You don't trade two first round picks and I think a third round pick to go get Jamal Adams to be worried about playing him as as your your safety valve to not get burnt deep. That's not why you go get that guy. You know, if you're going to be a bear. Be a freaking grizzly. Just construct the defense around the, the specialness that is him. Put him near the line of scrimmage and let him go do special things. And I really think that the Clint hurt and Desai and that whole new regime, I think they're chomping at the bit to do that. So that also gets me a little bit more fired up for being like the, the what if scenario of like Adams chasing down Wilson week one as Wilson tries to pirouette out of something or hold the ball a little too long. We've seen that a couple of times. That could be pretty special, especially especially week one, Brandon. I might be I might be warming up to this, Brandon. I might be warming up.
0: I'm telling you, two and zero start for our Seahawks. I'm I'm calling it right now. Okay. And then and then they may have some some difficult stretches, including what we're looking at on the screen right here with the week nine through the week thirteen with the bye in between. Now the bye may give them a little bit of time to to organize for that Vegas Raiders matchup in Seattle. But to me, this seems like a pretty tough stretch of games you know depending on how that that technically so the Arizona Cardinals will be at full strength then uh on paper i mean who knows how it's going to go with injuries and whatnot, but DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup likely by this point and it's still in the first half of the uh of the regular season ish for the Cardinals you know before they they start their second half slide so uh <laughs> yeah they it's maybe unfortunate that we get the Cardinals both games relatively early in the schedule rather than in the second half of the season when they generally tank. But, uh, you know, Bucks, Raiders, Rams, these are all going to be, I think, uh, they look to be above 500 teams from from what I see.
2: This feels like 0-4 when you just look at it. But if you think about it just a little bit, the Bucks game, I mean, even though they might be the best team, I mean, between them and the Rams, I think the Raiders are actually pretty close too, but the I'd say the Bucks are probably the best team out of these four here. But then we get them in Germany when everybody's off their schedule, mm-hmm. and if there's going to be a way to beat Brady in, in that game, it's going to be to get him out of his schedule just a little bit. I mean, maybe I mean, that's the best you can do. But to go back to the Adams point that you were making there, Clinton, uh, they stopped rushing him year two. Well. They, they did it like kind of later through year two because they started rushing him early, but they kind of kept doing this predictable thing where they just yes. walk down to the edge of the of uh, the defensive line and rush him off the edge, where I, I feel like there's a lot more creative ways that you can blitz him and bring him down maybe late to confuse the quarterback or run him on stunts and loop him or like just mean mug him in the a gap, you know, or, or anything like that. And it felt like it was always just from the edge in the most obvious passing downs ever. Everybody knew he was coming. And so it was a little easier to ship the protection and pick him up. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, but it, the, the, the games that were on the screen there, like I think it's a one and three, two and two would be, if we're two and two during that stretch, that the stretch we had up, then we're actually having a good season. Uh, you know, the way, way, way kick out kicking our coverage significantly, if that's the case, I really felt like a one and three stretch there. Mm-hmm. And that's probably with doing what we do, which is uh, w- winning a game in Arizona, which, we're typically pretty good at, especially regular
0: season. Now, this might be the easiest stretch of games. Now, I I suppose we don't know what the Jets are going to be. They are building a, a sneaky good team, I think, that has the chance to really improve. With Zach Wilson going into his second year with the defensive players that they're picking up there. So that Jets game could be tough, Week 17, but they are coming to Seattle. So I like that. Again, the Niners are on the schedule, so that's a win for the Seahawks the panthers it kind of feels like that one could be a win uh because I, I don't know how great they're going to be this year either but uh yeah and then you get the extended the extended by the uh after the 49ers thursday game so see a little bit of extra time not a ton because that uh, game against the chiefs is on a saturday but uh normally you get your that that de facto what do they call that Bye week, the
1: second buy, right? Yeah, yeah. Mini-bye. Mini-bye. Mini there we go. That's, that's it. mini yeah. buy. The old mini buy.
2: I do look at this, and you look at the Panthers, right? And I, I think they could easily be the worst team in the league this year. And that also feels like one of those maddening wins where it's not even uh, Sam Darnold. It's not even Matt Corral. They it's signed like,
0: Colt McCoy to come in that week right. specifically <laughs> to beat the Seahawks.
2: Right. And they get their second one of the year or some nonsense like that. And we're all sitting here going like, I can't believe they blew another one of these. Uh, that one has that feel like it could possibly be there. Um, but the Chiefs game, that one's really interesting to me because I think they're going to be fighting for their playoff lives when it comes to week 16. I think the, the loss of Tyree Hill is unbelievably understated. I know some people say it's a big deal, but I think it's a bigger deal than most people think. I mean, a lot of their offense is predicated off of the defense being just terrified of his speed at all times. And with that division being as tough as it is, that's going to be a a round Robin where they're all going to beat up on each other. So I think they're going to be as locked in as maybe they can be at that point in the year to face us. That could be a really tough game.
1: I want to jump on that. The KC point for a second, because I mean, whatever, maybe, maybe they end up being a, you know, a 12 win team, a 10 win team, uh, or just kind of cruising to the playoffs potentially. However, they were n- nowhere near as smooth as they were. Even the Super Bowl that they won versus the Niners, if we could keep celebrating that. That happened. You mentioned Tyreek Hill. That that game completely turned on that third and forever. That Tyreek just gets wildly open lost. and yeah, and it gets lost. And then then the game changed. And then Kelsey gets the touchdown. Away they go. All last year. Casey was not smooth. It was, yes, they had some pockets. They had some games where you go look and like, what are you talking about? You know, Mahomes had five touchdowns. Yeah. Mahomes is going to do that. That's, and they, they beat that, they win that Buffalo game. That was just a, a shootout for, you know, all timer right there. Uh, cool. I get all that. There were so many pockets of them, like looking like when Seattle would get disrupted the year before. When they, you know, the defense would be deployed in a certain way and they just couldn't figure it out. And then they lose a piece like Tyreek. Yes, they go draft Sky more, but do you really expect a, a rookie to, to step in and do what Tyreek's doing just because he's kind of like that type of guy? I don't think so. You know, And I don't know that they, with the rest of that division, the Raiders have gotten better. The Chargers have gotten better. I'm not going to talk about the Broncos at all. The the Let's Ride curse is real, and they're going to they're going to go up in flames. But the the Chiefs, I think, it it may maybe stayed steady, or maybe again taking a bit of a step back. So I love the idea that that game's going to matter to them, as you were saying, Adam. And that Week 16 game, that's Christmas Eve. That is Rocky Balboa versus Ivan Drago in Moscow. We got to go into KC. That could be fun, man. That could be that could be a really just jiving night to go to go. You know, enjoy that game, man. So I'm fired
2: up for that one. I think the bigger step back for the Chiefs this year will be on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, since Chris Jones signed that deal, has he been as disruptive as he was just before he got that big contract? I don't think he has. Frank Clark has been in decline for the last two three years. They, uh, Ingram, he's getting older or is, if he even still on the roster for the chiefs, I'm not even sure. No, I
0: they think, lost Matthew. Right.
2: Yeah, I think and, he, there, and then honey badger. That was the the last he's one. gone too. Yeah. He's yeah. gone.
0: he got stabbed
1: by the saints. Right. So,
2: and even with all those guys last year, they had these spurts where they played good defense for two, three games, and then it just would all fall apart. And I don't know that they're going to be able to hold that together. Plus you compound that with trying to be successful year in and year out. Is really difficult, even if you have Patrick Mahomes. And with that division getting stronger, they're definitely on the downslide in comparison to, say, Raiders, Chargers, and you know maybe even a team that's don't say it,
1: don't say it. Hey, uh, Brandon, can you pull up? I don't know how to say it, but eb 2 k the one right before. Oh, that? you
0: want to address this? Is EV2K yeah, yeah, no, no, putting words in I your just, mouth
1: here? Listen, listen, listen. I, I, you know, game respect game. I, I think it's a. I think it's hilarious, right? Because I'm I'm going off on Tyreek Hill there, and 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 he's he or she's calling that out. And hey, funny funny's funny. Like you know, call, call it what it is. And I'm gonna have my my Pollyanna glasses on, and I'm gonna be a homer, and I'm gonna believe that Drew Lock can can do this thing. And no, Brandon, it's not Geno Smith's team. It is Drew Locke's team. Let's
2: go.
0: Uh, I'm Team Geno against true against two of the the locks the Team Locks Hose guys here.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I, I see it, honestly, to be super even, that competition. All right. Because, I mean, Gino does have the experience. Pete seems to like him. I think he can game manage a little better than than Drew. Um, Drew obviously uh, adds a lot of upside, but I think Gino is more conscious of taking care of the ball. Not that he's always great at it, but is at least conscious of it. Sometimes Drew just turns off his brain and just starts throwing picks. And <laughs> Pete, Pete's not going to live with that for very long.
0: Yeah, see Blue Thunder here tuning in late, but agreeing with you with regard to uh, with regard to Drew. But look, Blue Thunder, if you're if you are just now tuning in, I think you are not looking at the fact that the Seahawks, they still they didn't remove the San Francisco 49ers from the Seahawks schedule this year. The NFL they they played at chalk in terms of having the NFC West opponents facing each other twice throughout the season. And so the Seahawks still do play the 49ers twice, which means the Seahawks will have two wins this season, at least. That's the floor. It's a low floor.
2: I'd say the floor is four games. They're going to be a competitive team. Like that's something that will occur. It's I see seven wins. Be-
0: I see seven wins as we go down this schedule. And I'm not going to 18 because I'm 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 looking through the first 17 weeks. I'm going to go. I'm going to go seven and 10 as I'm looking at it right here. Adam. It's
2: not a bad guess. I mean, yeah, I'd say about seven and ten. I I'd say our best case scenario this season, if I'm being honest, is like nine and eight.
0: Best case. Yeah. That's when they that's when they bring Baker on. That they go nine and eight. Okay. Right. Here, yeah.
1: here we go. Here we go again yeah. with
0: the Baker. I go ten I and seven make, if they sign Baker.
1: Wow, ten and is yep, probably making the playoffs. Right. I'll go, I'll I'll go nine and eight. I think that's um I think it's the, I think Pete Carroll is a good coach, period. I think he knows how to run a football team that can play a, a style of football that wins close football games. He's done it before. We have running backs. We have a revamped offensive line. We've been talking about the sneaky good defense now for weeks on end. I think this team surprises to the upside and wins nine games and is competitive and still like in it in it to make the playoffs come like week 17 week 18 which for this kind of year i'm not sure you could ask for more at this point
0: sven has eight and nine down but admittedly is an optimist and if that's optimistic sojin's in at nine and eight i i like that one i like the optimism i don't like the zero wins although you know if if we do go winless through the season Pete Carroll's not going winless but if we do then I'll celebrate the fact that we have the two top picks in the draft with the Broncos going 1 and 16. And (laughs) if we go 0 and 17, then yeah, then we have the two top picks in the the 2023 NFL draft. That'll be all right. That'll be okay. Good, Adam. You do it. Oh,
2: I mean, even if they're not, I mean, they've got the draft capital to move around the board however they want next year to get that quarterback that we're all hoping that they do. But, you know, as far as the optimism. I, I don't know that seven, eight, nine wins is like this crazy amount of optimism. I mean, and I understand we're all homers and I get that, but at the end of the day too, this wasn't a trash roster when Russ left as much as the media would like to proclaim it as one. And I think they can find a way to be more consistent, especially when you're not taking 16 yard sacks every third drive and just killing a possession.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just around th- the horn, right? Quickly, just answer with your gut instinct. Do we have good wide receivers? Yeah, yes. Do we have a good tight end? A group two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Do we have good running backs?
0: Yes. How's our offensive line? Improved. Could be iffy if you're starting two rookies at tackle. Right, that, yeah, could, tor- that could be a problem. Totally
1: could. Totally could be. You know, it, it, it might be some some sincere growing pains. Absolutely, definitely possible. But you know that's. That just that—that's a That's a pretty good offensive, uh, you know, team out My, there. Man. Minus uh, that,
0: quarterback. That's a the pretty decent offense. No,
1: I, yeah, but it's
0: <laughs> it, minus it, it, the it's, most important of all the offensive positions. It's
1: a pretty good I, I'm group. Not, I'm not wearing rose-colored goggles here, man. But the but the point being is, it's not like either of those dudes who could potentially be the starter are like dudes who would be scrapping scrapping in the USFL right now. They're not that. They're not that they can be average NFL quarterbacks or potentially better. You know, maybe maybe a little subpar. But, like, are these two dudes just as good as, like, Marcus Mariota?
2: Yeah, sure. I, I, I think they are. And the other, to further your point here, Clinton, if you look back towards the Geno starts, if he would have had the Rashad Penny of those last few weeks and had the support of that run game, don't you think you win a lot more of those games? I mean, think of how close the Steelers game was. You know, and, and on down the list, I mean, Gino was right there. Now he made the big mistake at the end in a lot of those. But if you're handing the ball off to Penny and he's ripping off a 25 yarder to close out a game instead, takes the ball out of his hands. And now you're not making those mistakes. I mean, Gino can be a 500 quarterback in this league, 100%, if as long as you have some team around him. And to also to piggyback on your point about these guys not being the JV squad, they're not a bunch of practice teamers. I mean, If they had traded away DK and Lockett, if they had not brought back uh, Quandre, you know, if they had decided to cut bait on the Adams experiment to this point and just really burn this down, then
0: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Two wins this year. But that's not what they did. uh, It does. It gives you room for some optimism. So. I uh, really want to thank everybody for tuning in to tonight's schedule release show. We're going to have more for you coming up over the next few weeks as well, especially as we have a, a chance to maybe digest this a little bit more. But I wanted to get everybody on here just so we could react to it live and, and have a little fun. So appreciate everybody who came in through the chat. Appreciate those of you who came in with Super Chats as well. And I think with that, gentlemen, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.